Today's episode is brought to you by Alliance Aviation. Whether your mission is flying in style to any of the circuits on this year's Formula One calendar or simply traveling for business, Alliance's team of aviation professionals is ready to get you from point A to point B. When you fly with Alliance as a charter customer, we deliver superior aircraft, fair pricing, and no long-term commitments. And right now, we have an ongoing promotion to save you 5% on all jet cards. Normally, a jet card can cost you $6,500 per flight hour, but when you use promo code POINTS, you can save over $8,000 per jet card. Use promo code POINTS and fly to the Formula One circuits in style at fly.flyalliance.us slash points. Points Podcast, the fastest growing Formula One podcast on the globe. I'm your host, Matt Dotiel. Joined as always with me, I have Sam DRS Russell and Stefano, the Techspert Sedano. Guys, it's been a couple couple weeks, but we're back on, and I'm super excited to, to talk it talk F1 with both of you. So welcome back to the podcast. Uh Buenos Noches, amigos, and um me amigo Mott and Stefano. Um, looking forward to Mexican week, you know, great track, some nice history there. Uh, and I missed you guys. It's been a while. Um, I really miss my two buds. I miss talking F1. Um, so I'm excited to dive into it. Word to your mother. I really appreciate Sam. Uh, you mispronouncing my name in Spanish. That was really cool, but I can't wait. This has been a long time coming. It's been a minute. Yeah, we, we've honestly needed a minute, to be honest. Uh, we had a couple of weird and wacky race weekends. We had Singapore, which was kind of a, a dud of a race, a little, uh, little wet out there, followed by Japan, which was uh, another wet race weekend. Um, since then, we've now crowned our World Drivers Champion of Max Verstappen and in, in in style back to back in Japan, kind of an anticlimactic way for him to be named champion. Um, kind of finding out during his initial kind of press, I guess, interview right after the race, like found out Charles got a five second time penalty and pulled him out of the points, kind of locked in Max's second world drivers championship. Um, and then, you know, we've got the, the Red Bull team with their first constructors championship in nine years. Um, finally, putting an end to that Mercedes run. And on top of that, uh, Red Bull pretty much vindicated of all the 
the budget discussions that everybody was kind of speculating, uh, somewhat of a minor breach. Um, what? Okay, hold on. Time yeah, I mean, time, out, time, you know, out, just time of, out, time out, time out. I thought you were going to, I thought you Bull were going to leave the whole Red Bull thing out first, but to hear you say they were vindicated, I mean, yeah, they were vindicated. I don't know what planet How? you're on, Matt. You think we live in like North Korea or something, and you're just like the state radio, just giving absolute bogus news to our listeners to correct Matt. Red Bull was found with a fairly major minor breach of minor the rules. breach. If you yeah, want to start, F one's wording is obviously horrendous and just not correct. They they according to most team bosses around the F one community, they got found guilty of a very major breach of the rules. Minor, and I don't care where they claim the money was spent. They spent what is reported to $2 million more Minor. than other teams that could have gone to their car. So Max Verstappen is more like Max Asterisk, Asterisk Appen. Um, and I don't think that he was the 2021 World Driver Champion. I don't think he's the 22 World Driver Champion. Um, and, and I don't think Red Bull is the Constructor Champion this year either. I think that they're cheaters and... Uh, the record will show that they overspent, which went towards last year and this year's budget. Could have been this year's car being developed back in last year as well. So take away everything. They were found to be guilty. I hope F1 does the right thing and strips them of all championships. Well, yeah, I don't your think buddy Toto Wolf would hard would be a hard disagree calling Max Verstappen a cheater after what happened in, in, in Coda this past weekend. And just you know to clarify, it was a minor breach. And it was under two million. It was less than what the FIA deemed to be minor. It was more. You than don't know it was less than two million. That's what the FIA has come out and said. No, they and it was certainly not major. No, they have not. They said They've it was come a minor. Out and said it's under under seven million is the number you're thinking of, not two million. And it was under five million. And yeah, it was a minor breach. And Toto Wolf was denouncing all of the fans, like you, Sam, yelling "cheater." At Max Verstappen. And, you know, I just want to go on record that it was a minor breach that the that Red Bull is continuing to fight. They 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 still deem that they have submitted all of their cost and budget under the cap. And we'll see what comes out in the coming weeks. But yeah, good, good, good couple of weeks to be a, a Red Stefano, Bull. Fan. Stefano, can you please bring Matt back down to earth and tell him what he needs to hear? Yeah, I mean, minor or major, the wording there is kind of immaterial. If F1 Thank wants you. It is to, immaterial. If F1 wants to it have is a backbone no and stick to their guns when they first brought up this uh, cost cap rule, I believe it was Ross Braun at the meeting. I might be getting the name wrong. It might be Ross Braun or Ron Dennis. I can't remember. the, the Braunster, yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah, it was Ross Braun. And he said, even if you're a dollar over the cap, you can have any amount of punishment, including getting your championships taken away. So, I mean, if they want to stick to their guns and have a bit of a backbone, there should be some harsh punishments in place. And and Matt, can you agree that this whole, well, they, it went towards catering or or like paying people to during COVID or like all these like bogus excuses that are coming up. Can you agree that it does not matter where that money was spent because it's money that could have been spent towards the car regardless? The one thing that I will not, I, I'm not going to blanket agree to that. Here's the one thing I will say to your point, Sam, if you've overspent in the categories, like, and you've overspent, then you've overspent. 
one thing that has given me pause on all this is that contingent payment that they weren't expecting to have to pay to the UK. So like, for example, if they went line by line of all their other expenses and they were like, Mercedes spent a million on wings and Red Bull spent a million on wings and like literally in all of the production categories, they're all the same. And then like one thing flipped them like non-production related over the budget. Like I would have a harder time agreeing. But, but, being they, like, but Matt, they screwed up the procedure that no other teams did. No, it was not so nothing why? to do with other teams. It had a very specific thing to do with their particular company in the UK. From I mean, a that's, tax th- that's their fault. That is their yeah, but it's not like if they said, "Hey, we're going to spend 150 million on a car," and they spent 150 million on the car, and then everyone else had a normal tax. Why didn't they, they had screw a surprise it up last tax year? Bill. They had last like- year. Apparently, last year was a test run for these teams where they were doing the same thing, and they were and they were submitting their budget, and it was a test run of sorts. So why didn't this issue come up last year? And it's just this year that they screwed it up. I mean, this is the first we've heard of it from the FIA. Guys, regardless, I think we can all agree that uh, the FIA and F1 in general needs to get a handle on these accountants and like bean counters. Yeah, I mean, the fact that like it's a year saying, later is ridiculous. And they, yeah. okay, that's this ridiculous be, this how long after the season. They also needed to find like the penalties if you go over. No, like, yeah, there can't be clear there can't be this thing. like gray area. Like they can do every, anything under the sun from stripping points and championships from. Uh, just a regular fine that literally means nothing. Anything like, under the sun to any dollar under the sun. It's crazy. Like, there's, just, there's no rubric. It is such a poorly run organization. Like uh, this is now becoming a weekly segment for us. It's like yeah. what did the F- what did the FIA and F1 screw up this time? And well, now it'll speaking, be crazy. It'll be speaking crazy of next year. what did the F1 and the FIA screw up? I mean, let's go turn our attention to to Coda this weekend. I'm going to just jump right in and talk about Fernando Alonso's 30-second time penalty. Like, what an absolute travesty and a joke. First off, we saw it with Singapore. We saw it with um, a number of races this year. We see it again with Coda. Hours. This might have been a day after the race. And we'll get into the whole race. A day after the race, the FIA issues a 30-second time penalty to Fernando Alonso because a part on his car flew off and nobody during the race gave him a black and orange flag. Nobody, not one. Similarly, Checo Perez had a front wing end plate dangling off of his car, flew off. Again, no black and orange flag, no time penalty. Haas protested after the protest window. They're successful. And you got the, the, the team Alpine looking around being like, nobody said anything during the race. And now we get a 30-second time penalty. It's just like the car was deemed safe to go back on track. This happens literally all the time. I get it. Haas has had a couple black and orange flags this year. But, like, what are we talking about with these race directors? Like, Sam, it's almost as if Michael Massey has put on, like, a disguise and gone in and been like, I'm going to start, like, manipulating things around again. Like, what is up with these guys? Yeah, this is obviously really stupid. It's dumb. But you know who I kind of point the finger at is Gunther Steiner. Like, what are you doing? Like like trying to protest this at the end who does like give me a freaking break dude give me a break like it's such a ridiculous thing to call out like that and if he did it in real i bet you didn't do it in real time like call the race director in the middle of the race and it's even more ridiculous if he did call it in the middle 
and they didn't give him a penalty then, but then gave him a penalty. I think it was so, I think it was so like, it happened so quickly that nobody even noticed. Like even, even the, uh, the commentators, when they saw the wing mirror bouncing around on the track, they thought it was still debris from the crash, like 10 or 15 laps prior. Nobody realized it was a wing mirror. Well, not only that, Fernando Alonso gets hit by your favorite driver on the grid, Lance Stroll of the Stroll family. He didn't get hit. He didn't get hit. We have to correct that. We have to give Lance a little bit of credit. Okay, so you're right. Lance drove into Fernando Alonso, and That's Fernando better. Alonso's car uh, went up, and what I heard was that he was going as fast as a Boeing 757 takes off. So meaning he was going at the exact same speed that planes take off at, and his car went completely horizontal crashed into a wall somehow managed to go into the pits change his wing change his tires go back out on grid and finish seventh only then to have maybe 20 hours after the race some stupid gunther rule of issuing a protest after hours and getting a 30 second time penalty i mean luckily for us because i'm just gonna say i would have been absolutely livid luckily for us lance has now a three grid place penalty for Mexico. Ooh, wow. I, want, I, want, I wonder what a three place grid penalty is going to make for a driver who will likely qualify last. Yeah. I mean, I think it carries over to, to Interlagos, to be honest. If you qualify oh. dead last with a three grid place penalty, I don't think you can get a three grid place penalty. You have to like serve it in the next race. Yeah. Or they'll make him start from the pit lane. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that he's going to qualify dead last. I think we know that that spot is completely reserved for another driver on the grid that won't be. That Aston Martin is quick right now. It was. It was really developing very nicely. Seb's Aston Martin is quick. Seb drove the wheels off. Dude, Stroll was in. Stroll was in third for like the first third of the race. Yeah, Stroll was pretty quick actually, and then he Stroll was was in the podium places for at least the first third of the race. It was pretty wild until the first. Led a couple laps. Seb led like what two laps of the race? That that Aston Martin pretty pig was a pickup car. A little bit. Developing nicely right now. It's not you a pickup car anymore. You can put lipstick on the pig. And, the pig uh, of a car is Haas. That car stinks. Oh. Those drivers stink. That team stinks. I want Haas out of F1. I hate them, and it sucks because they're the they're the one American team. Which, by the way, I don't get why Williams is the American team. Like, why did that last week? Like, why were they marketing themselves as like the our American team? I don't know. It was very well, strange. I hate that I Haas is the that. American team. They suck. I can't stand them. Um, I think really they sick might be owned by like an American suck. consortium. Yeah, no, I don't like it. Gene Haas. Well, I don't even think he was in Austin this weekend. Why would he go? That car's embarrassing. The whole team's a joke. Like, why would he go? Gene Haas isn't putting his name and face around that travesty of a car this year. I- I they mean, really the, fucked uh, over uh, this Sam, in, in the past three or four years, of all the years to put your name in, onto a car, it's probably this year. Comparatively yeah, speaking, the, in the last four, it's got to be the best car they've had in the last four years, and it still sucks. And it's it's been the only reason it's not the worst is because the first like three races of the season when it was great, and then it just for whatever reason they decided to do not get have one upgrade the whole entire year, and it's ironically has dropped to the back of the grid. It yeah. went from being like top of the midfield, like best of the rest, to I think it's been the worst car out there, including the Williams the past five races. Well, honestly, at least what you hear people talking about with Williams is 
they've got like some pretty good straight line speed that they're starting to develop and get. So like they have been winning the development race from the from the back of the from the best of the rest. Um, and yeah, it's just I don't know. We've said this a million times. We're going to be blue in the face to all of our fans that, that listen every week. We apologize for for what we're going to say. We've said it all the time. But freaking sell the team to Mario Andretti. Let the Andrettis back into motor racing of F1. They were there this weekend. They were driving the cars. Like, let them back in and give the Americans a better name and give us Logan Sargent. They're not going to give them a super license at Williams. Give us Logan Sargent so that way we can restore glory back to the United States of America within the sport of Formula One. Yeah, Sargent won't get a super license because he's American. The FIA and the F1 do not want an American presence. Um, And it sucks. It's too bad. But it's it's the case. They won't budge. They'll they'll figure out a way to to make sure Sargent doesn't get a super license and that he can't going to F1 and they'll continue to have Haas out there as a clown organization. Clown. Absolutely. You really have to wonder what this anti-American sentiment is among just the greater F1 community in general. I think they know that we'll take it over. Yeah. There were. Yeah. My only worry is that it'll become too commercialized. If uh, if that happens, yeah, as it, it, honestly, that it. that could be true. But the route that it's already going on, it's already fairly commercialized, and it's just run so poorly. So, hey guys, um, here's the combined Haas positions: fourteenth, eighth in the pass race, seventeenth and fourteenth in Japan, twelfth, thirteenth in Singapore, twelfth, sixteenth. In Monza, 13, 15th in the Netherlands, 16th and 17th in Spa. So since the summer break, the only time they got up into the points was this past weekend with K-Mag. He was promoted to eighth because Fernando Alonso got the 30-second time penalty. Yeah, it was was just a joke, dude. I hate Haas. could have had a double points finish. They really screwed over McSchumacher. They have an East I don't know what driver. I don't know what happened there with that pit stop. He was running in the points. Nah, I don't know. They're not. You're not giving Schumacher enough credit there. I he don't think you're well. giving esports credit enough for credit. What? I don't think you're what? giving esports enough credit. You're telling. Can, wait, I I've got a question. Would you rather see Yarno Otmir in the Haas alongside Kevin Magnuson or Mick Schumacher? I would love to see what Otmir could do. In a real F1 car, Michael is rolling over in his grave watching what's happening out on track. I mean, he's not dead, so <laughs> so so yeah. Do we have evidence of that? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm speculating here, but who's to say? Nobody's seen him in a long, long time. Um, yeah, Haas is really starting to piss me off. It's they've pissed me off for a long time. Them hanging their hat on Bahrain is like grow up. You were had one good race. It was the first race of the year. Like grow up. I don't. I, here's the thing. I want a job like Gunther Steiner. That guy could do literally anything and not lose his job. Literally anything. Same He's taken the team from worst to worst to worse. Then one good race, and like that's all he needed. In four years, he said one good race. I think they think he's like a marketable face of the team. Like he's quirky and like funny looking and like talks weird. But those are know, all correct. In, 
in reality, yeah, he looks I mean, like a reality character. We all, like in addition to that, he's a total clown who's running a horrendous team. So like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, in his own in his own words, yeah. he looks like a wanker. And I he's mean, in his own words, like he is a wanker. Gunther Steiner yeah. literally is such a loser. It makes me sick to my stomach. Like I don't like the guy. I think that guy acts like he's better than he acts as if he's like the team principal of like Mercedes or Red Bull. And he's yeah, got like collectively less points to his name in the past four <laughs> years than I think like Max and Checo had combined he needs in to Coda. Act more like the uh, the Alfa Romeo team boss. Like that guy's just in the shadows. I mean, ideally, that's where a team boss should be. You shouldn't be garnering any kind of attention or controversy. I mean, look at what look at what Bonato is doing at Ferrari. He's making headlines for all the wrong reasons there. Same with Gunter Steiner. You look at guys like Toto Wolf and and Christian Horner. They're making headlines because they win races and they deliver results, not because of you know outlandish things that they say in a Netflix uh, television show or for. <laughs> uh, protesting or for protesting uh a car that lost a wing mirror after the protest window get the fuck See, out of i here. feel like those guys sometimes do end up in the headlines for like outlandish things they've said and like their feuds but at the same time they're also like great team bosses that make good decisions and win championships so it's like you can you can get away with it when you're doing that but yeah, you I can't mean, when you win you can't seven, be acting like that when your team is the worst team out there for like five when years. you win seven constructors championships in a row i think you can get away with a few uh exactly. with a few things to say when Haas, you're a back marker no. gunther steiner is responsible for less points in the past three years than max verstappen alone in the last two races yeah I in mean, the last three years haas has scored collectively 48 points in the past three years combined. I'm surprised it's that high. And Max won the last two races and got 25 and 25 points. So he has 50 points in the last two races, which is more than Haas's collective three-year total. That should be a headline right there. <laughs> like, I think I just made it a headline. Yeah. We'll tweet that out and see if it goes viral. I mean, like, we're listening <laughs> to this. Check out our Twitter account, and at that point, you'll know whether it's gone viral or not. Like, think about that. Think about whether, like, just think about that for one second. Two cars in three years has less points than one driver in two races. Granted, I know yeah, it's I mean, max, right? Like, I know it's a little bit different. Of. You want to do it? Like, I can keep doing this. We could do as many combinations as you would like to do. Like, that's as many as like Sebastian Vettel has in the past five races. Yeah, I mean, it's not entirely unheard of. A lot of backmarkers have sucked over the years. But, like, Gunther Steiner hasn't lost his job in five years. And I'm not advocating for people to lose their jobs. I'm just saying, like, that guy's job security is pretty insane if he can do something that poorly and still hold on to his his seat. Yeah, well, I'd like to take it in a different direction, guys, if I may, because uh, you guys brought up Twitter accounts and social media. Yeah, I just want to give a big shout-out to everybody who won – shirts and merchandise huge shout out uh, from a, a couple of giveaways that we had over the past few weeks yeah, yeah you guys are awesome. name out we the really appreciate the support yeah name name the people oh, who won god 
All right, let me pull up the winners. Yeah, while Stefano's digging that up for our fans, you know, tuning into to Instagram and Twitter on the weekends, we'll be doing some merch giveaways. Um, you know, we're giving away long sleeve, big logo in the points t-shirts. Um, but as always, if super you'd like to, trendy right now. Super trendy, really hot, really good material, really quality stuff. Uh, we're giving away free merch to everybody who's participating. Pretty simple. Follow the Instagram, follow the Twitter. Uh, look at you know quality days, race days for instructions on how to win merch. But uh, yeah, Stefano. So so we've given away, I think, like what so far, like eight shirts, something like that. I've got yeah. I've got a, a list of people. Looks like yeah, give uh, them a shout out. Looks like we've got our boy Clem. Yep, Connor Lemire. Oh, nice. nice. Connor L yeah, from South right. Boston. Our boy Pat. Pat A from Gloucester, United Kingdom. Yep. Pat A. Nice. Yeah, he, Good win. He he sniped Ed Sheeran in, that was crazy. Uh, in the Yeah, in the that was controversial. Giveaway. That was controversial uh, between Ed Sheeran, uh, Brad Pitt, or Shaq, who the most famous person was on Sunday. We gave it a Pat A, though. Yeah, I mean, Honestly, I'll, give it, I'll, give, I'll give it to Pat because Ed Sheeran is such a left wing out of left field pick. In the words uh, of see. one of our Twitter uh, followers, Josie. Ed Sheeran is global. Mr. Yep, Worldwide. Josie, yeah. Josie S. from yeah. Arizona. Josie, congrats. Yeah, congrats. We have Kayla. Kayla Mike. S. Yep, from, from Montreal. Yep. Route. Can't really read this one. R A U T. Yep. Joe. Joe Rout Jay, from Joe R from Cleveland, Ohio. Thank you for the support. Hell yeah. yeah, hell yeah, brother. Fire it up. Yeah, it's a great new segment. Um, super awesome. Great shout out, Stefano, for those listening on the pod. We'll be announcing announcing winners. Maybe Brady P from Buffalo, New York will uh will be a winner one of these weekends. Oh, can't um, forget Paul Constantine Shaw. Oh yeah, Paul C Paul C. Also, shout out to Josie S and Ryan T in Arizona for dressing up as the Ferrari drivers this year for Halloween and tagging in the points. We'd love to see that from our fans. That was great. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's a really fitting calm costume because I know for a fact uh, Ryan T will probably get spun out and probably have a couple too many adult beverages before the race even gets going, and he'll he'll probably have to retire before the night starts. So pretty fitting costume to be going as. But um, so yeah, speaking of the race, guys, Ferrari. <laughs> They must be the most like they have to be the most unlucky team on on the grid this year, or one of them. I mean, Carlos Sainz pole sitter this past weekend gets absolutely rammed into by George Russell. Russell five second time penalty. Um, I mean, Max got a great launch down the inside. It was pretty much his race until that horrible pit stop. I mean, guys, we have to talk about the race. Honestly, I, I love Coda. I think it's like really visually like aesthetically pleasing to the eye to see that S in sector two, like that whole weaving. I think it just like shows how good these Formula One cars are at, at what they do. Um, I love Coda. It's stu- it's, it kind of stunk that basically both championships were over by the time we got to Coda, but like awesome, awesome race. I thought it turned out to be pretty good. We got to see a great battle with Chuck and Max. We get to see another great battle with uh, with Max and Lewis. Um, it was right after you know Max had a pretty good lead. There's two safety cars. Max Max pitted, couldn't somehow get the front left tire on. He came out behind Chuck, was following Chuck pretty closely. Another vintage battle, and I think it was just kind of reminded me of what we were super excited for at the beginning of the year. Like Max went for a lunge down the inside of turn one, but then Chuck did a switchback took back the lead then they went through the entire snake one following each other and then max finally got him on that on the back straight with drs and then we saw a great battle with max and lewis like max came all the way back caught lewis lewis was fighting him back 
Um, at the end of the day, it's just like the car is so freaking good. And like even spotting both those drivers in 11 second pit stop for Max, and he still came out and won. I just, I don't really even know what to like do anymore, like watching these races. Like, what, what do you need to do to like beat him right now? I, I just don't get it. Maybe if I'll Chuck tell, I'll tell you what you can't do. You can't be the one getting chased at the end of a race. I think the only way to do it is to go on fresher tires, like with a different strategy and try to chase him down, like on, on older tires. Cause he's just like, when he's on the prowl, the way he was the last like 30 laps of that race, trying to catch Lewis, like he was incredible. So the, I thought it was an, I thought it was an awesome race. It would have been like a classic if Lewis found a way to eke it out. Um, so it was kind of, I've kind of like left me with a bad taste in my mouth, but it was yeah. it was good solid race. But that's the way you beat Max is you chase him down. Don't be the one getting chased. Yeah, I mean, it stinks because like I'm obviously a huge Max guy, but like you can't help but have felt like gutted for Lewis. Like he was racing such a good race. Max had a horrible pit stop, so it's not even like somebody took him out. It was just like his own team making a mistake that never really happens. Looked so clear. Like for a second, I thought Lewis was gonna get screwed behind Vettel because I thought Vettel was gonna try and defend pretty hard. Didn't seem like he put up that much of a fight. Like I think he tried to fight him, do a switch back into turn one, couldn't make it stick. Lewis, great overtake. Kudos to him. He didn't get stuck behind Vettel for too long. And you're just like looking at that. Like really, 14 laps is Max got that much better race pace that he's gonna catch Lewis and. At one point, I was like, there's no way he's going to be able to catch catch Lewis. This is Lewis is in the bag. And it just, like, stinks because, you know, as good as a bigger rivalry to, like, not see Lewis win any races so far this year is, like, especially when he's had a few opportunities, it's starting to get to a point where you're just like, this is kind of, like, weird. It just, like, feels weird when you, like, see something like that happen. I don't know about, about you guys. That's kind of how I felt. It's just like, this is just, like, not F1 when Lewis is, like, hasn't been able to win a race this year. Just... Seems yeah, weird. I mean, it's become so normalized to see Lewis win races over the past 10 or 15 years that, like you said, it's weird that when he doesn't. And honestly, it's kind of it's kind of weird that nobody else besides Red Bull or Ferrari have won a race this year either. You know, we make we make a big deal about the rule changes and how cars are able to follow a lot quick a lot closer. And we see some battles, some good battles in the middle of the pack, but for none of those teams to really put it together and challenge for a win on race day, It's it's been a little bit disappointing. I mean, this year and last year, the only person who has was won a race Ocon, was, Ocon, was Did Ocon, Ocon win last year? Yeah, it was Ocon in Hungary. It was the only one between and, the top three teams. to like That wasn't in either Ferrari, Mercedes, or Red Bull to win. What about Ricardo? He won in, in Monza last year, right? Or was that the no. year? Nope, it wasn't even the year before. The last, other than them, the only other teams was Checo for Racing Point. No, Ricardo, Ricardo, yeah, won Ricardo won in in, in uh, Monza. He was the only McLaren driver yeah. in the past like ten and, years. And, oh yeah, sorry, Ricardo I and, it said McLaren Mando Mercedes. Yeah, d- yeah, Danny Rick and Ocon are the only two since twenty twenty one, and then before that, it was Gasly and Checo for Racing Point were the only other two on the list. Yeah. Outside. So there's been in three years, four other teams outside of Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari to have won a race. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of how it goes with F1. The bigger teams always like soak up the points, but to see nobody else this season, at least, win a race has been a little bit disappointing. Yeah. It's been, it's been a little bit, um, it's just crazy. It's just a crazy, 
what a polar opposite year compared to last year when we had such incredible battles and going down to the last race to have like yeah. three races to go and it's not even doesn't really matter anymore. That's usually how it goes though, because like I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking back to like oh when, like 2010. It was a pretty close fight between Alonso and Vettel, like to the to the wire that season. Then the next season, Vettel dominated. Then in 2012, it was a roller coaster season where it seemed we had like different race winners every week. And then the next year in 2013, Seb won almost every race. Yeah. And then obviously we had Mercedes after that for all those years, just dominating F1. But, you know, hopefully the, hopefully the rules are going to play a part next season. And hopefully we'll see some more uh, drivers getting into the mix. Cause I'd like to see some fresh faces on the podium. Yeah. I mean, I, the Mercedes has made strides. We have to say that. Since the beginning of the year, they've made significant strides. And I mean, the sad thing is it looks like Ferrari's almost like regressed a little bit. Like, and oh, what I would time. love to see for, for next year is to see all three of those teams like really battling. Yeah, I'd love to see a three-way fight, like right down to the wire. You've always been a big three-way guy, so I'm I'm totally on the same. Nothing like a menage a trois, am I right? Yeah, menage a trois for the for the WDC and the constructors. Hell yeah, oh, brother! Menage. Hell yeah, brother! Fire it up! Fire it up, brother! Um, anything else on Coda guys? It was kind of like a wacky race. Two safety cars. A bit Honestly, it was shocked. pretty enjoyable. I yeah. thought it was overrated. People were going nuts, and they were like, "Oh, like was that the best race of the year?" Like, people forget no. Silverstone. The Nazi Silverstone. Silverstone twenty Silverstone twenty twenty two. Never forget. Never forget. We might have to tweet that out. Like, like uh, you know what I'm picturing? I'm picturing the meme of the girl who goes like this, and it's like Coda twenty twenty two, and then it's a picture of uh Silverstone twenty two, and it's like that, like that meme. I'll, I'll tee one of those. Drake. Up. Yeah. Uh, Is that the, that's or the, the Drake, Drake one? Either one. It's the same. Yeah, Drake. Same concept. Um, or maybe the one of like Elmo putting his face in the cocaine, like. No, hey, by the way, update, no retweets or likes on the in the points tweets uh, tweet about Max having more points in the last two races than Haas in the last three years. Um, don't worry, we'll get that. Well, hell yeah, fire that one up. I'll I'll post that to the Instagram right now for, for our listeners out there. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I love the track Coda. We're going to Mexico. It's a short week. We are going to be jumping into our preview. And as always, Stefano, hit us up with the uh, the track preview for Mexico. Yeah, man, because this weekend we will see Red Bull take their ostensible victory lap as the shootout in Austin meant they are now the 2022 Constructors Champions, which will pair nicely with Max Verstappen's driver's title on the mantle. This means the gloves are finally well and truly off as we go into the race weekend, where individual drivers will be battling for pride and some precious remaining points to help in the final standings. Awaiting them is the Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez, a 4.3-kilometer, 17-turn beauty and beast of a track. There is much history being paid homage here, as 1992 world champion and two-time Mexican Grand Prix winner Nigel Mansell has the final turn named after him. The current crop of drivers will also be looking to make history, as Max Verstappen seeks to break the record of race wins in in a single season, held by German giants Michael Schumacher and Sebastian Vettel. His Red Bull teammate will also be looking to make history for himself as he looks to win his home race for the first time. While these two take to the track on Sunday, the chasing pack will no doubt be hot on their heels. So grab a taco and a cerveza and get ready for a fiesta, because this is the Mexican Grand Prix. Wow. 
Hell yeah, brother. Fire it right up. Um, Fire it up. Mexico Grand Prix. Love the Sam. You you're a big fan of this track. If I remember from our F1 uh, video game days, I've I've since retired from the game. But, uh, but you've come out of retirement. Well, he's out of retirement. I'm back in retirement, though. I'm back into retirement. It came over a quick no, stand no, out no. of retirement. Back in retirement, going through that that um, the the grandstand section and that little twisty bit. Um, long back, long front straight. I mean, it's kind of a cool little track. I'm a, I'm a fan. I love Mexico. I, think I love I, this track. It's yeah, on the I think, short as, list of I think aesthetically, like aesthetically, it's very cool with like the crowd and like the backdrop. I think it's a it's a really cool track, and the Mexican fans being like totally crazy people is a nice element to it as well. Yeah, like the commercial for it, and they're all just like screaming with those skulls and stuff. Like they're crazy. So I like that. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I think it's gonna be a fun race. Here's my question to you both. Do you think that Max Verstappen lets Sergio Perez win this race for his home country? No. Do you think Sergio Perez could win this race on his own merit this weekend? No. Do you on his think, own merit? No. Do you it's not think a that if, if, if Max didn't race at all, Checo could win this weekend? No. If Max didn't race at all, yes, I think he could win. Do you think that Checo will be on the podium this weekend? Yes. No. Sam, you know you what? We usually wait a while, but maybe we have to dive right into the predictions. Sam, give us your predictions this weekend. All right. On poll, how uh, can you not go with Mr. Pole? Um, yeah, Chuck Leclerc. Chuck Leclerc, I mean, man. I honestly think if he wasn't uh, knowingly going to be penalized – this past weekend, he would have found a way to, to finish on pole as well. So I'm going to pick him, finish on pole. Um, to give my predictions for the actual race, I think Lewis Hamilton gets his maiden victory of 2022. So close last week. He's itching for it. You know he really wants it. Um, this might not be a track that suits him as well as Coda did, but I think he'll figure out a way to get it done, maybe a late safety car. Um, I think he knows at this point he's got to be the one chasing Max. So I do think maybe you see a late safety car. He pits for softer tires, fresher tires, maybe like hunts him down or something like that. So I think we see Lewis Hamilton one, Max two. And then I think you see Chuck Leclerc rounding out the podium um, on the third step. Yeah, I like that. I mean, Chuck did have pulled this past weekend. He just had that penalty for the new the new power unit stuff. He was, I think, he was one, and Carlos was no, two. I think no, Chuck, no, Sainz was one. Oh, and then Chuck was pull. two, and then Max is third. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, honestly, like Sam, it's a, like a great prediction. I think that that's right too, because like at this point, Mercedes has nothing to lose, and like, why not? I think even Toto was like. Even in Kodo, it was like, yeah, we got nothing to lose. We're going for it. We're going to try some different things, do a different strategy, and and maybe things will pan out. I could see most teams think this is going to be like a one-stopper, and Mercedes is going alternate strategy, two-stopper, and, and they hunt them down, and they put, put Lewis on some softs with – 20 laps to go. And, you know, it's, it's all going to come down to whether or not, like, Lewis and George – like, they did it this past weekend in Kodo, like, Max, after I think the first or second safety car, his second safety car, he didn't pull away as much as he normally does. Like normally he's pulling away like 10, 12, 13, 14 seconds on those Mercedes. It was like two. It was two. So I, I like that pick, to be honest. Stefano, who do you got for your race preview this weekend? Oh, man. 
on pole, I mean, again, it's hard to argue against Charles Leclerc, but I'm gonna. I think Max gets pole. I think that long straight uh, definitely plays into the hands of Red Bull, so I think Max is on pole. I think uh, Chuck is hot on his heels in P2 during qualifying, and I think uh, I think Carlos Sainz rounds out the top three in qualifying. For race day, I really, really really want Sergio Perez to win. So I think I think I'm making this decision with my heart. I'm gonna go with P one to Checo. Wow. Yeah. What I think to Max? Be, I think oh Max is uh Max is P two. It's a rebel one two. And uh I think oh man. We've got we've got to mix it up a little bit. I think Fernando Alonso comes surging back after that injustice last weekend uh, and gets P3. Let this be known. I'm pretty sure this is like the third or fourth consecutive race. You put Fernando Alonso onto the podium. I could put Sebastian Vettel instead. Yeah. The two of them, you rotate them in and out. I don't think either one of them has really sniffed the top five all year this year. I think Fernando has, I think Fernando's finished top five. Maybe he's sniffed it, but I don't think either one of them has finished top five all year. That's fine with me. Uh, again, this is well and truly decisions being made with the heart, not the head right now. As I say that, Fernando Alonso has two top five finishes this year. <laughs> Get fucked. Silverstone 22, fucked, never forget. How could you forget? And then Spa. He finished fifth in Spa. Those yeah, are the uh, top get fucked, two man. he finished. Get fucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well and truly, get fucked. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah, brother. Fired up. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Fired up. <laughs> Vettel, oh. the best he's done is sixth, and that was Japan. Well, way. that's a pig of a car, so I'm and, not surprised. And Baku. And Baku. So, they've sniffed it, and Fernando has, has been a part of it. But, um, yeah. I right, so Fernando breaks the dunk and makes the podium this 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 uh, this weekend. For for my predictions, I'm going to go with a little bit of a trick-or-treat on this one. So, uh, I think uh, trick-or-treat for me – I think you're going to see Nicholas Latifi in P1. Uh, I think you're going to see Danny Ricardo uh, in P2. I think you're going to see Nico Hulkenberg, actually. I think someone's going to get sick, and he's going to come back around at the top three of P3. No, I'm I'm obviously joking with you guys. That's the the order I think it would be backwards. Thanks for clearing that up, Matt. Yeah, no worries. Um, I think Paul this weekend is – I think it might be Checo Perez. I think he's got – I think he's just got like a, a little bit of a fight in him and he wants to take pole this weekend. And, you know, I think he's just going to do it. I think he's going to go out there and he's just going to take it. And I think we'll probably see something like happen to, to Max's car. Like they forget to fuel him up or something like that. And I just think like he's, he doesn't really have anything to fight for. And so like, I could just see him getting a little bit complacent um, for the race. I just want to like co-sign Sam. I think your, your prediction is awesome. I'm really rooting Thanks. for that prediction. I, I think Lewis, I'm not going to use it as my prediction, but like I, if there was one race, I totally agree with you. I think this is the race Lewis Hamilton wins. I think it's going to be a, a bit of they're going to have some good pace as well as a little bit of a different strategy and maybe some slight help, maybe like Max pits in traffic and he takes a little bit to get through. But I think like the stars are going to align for Lewis Hamilton to win a race. Not my prediction, but I just want to go on record that I agree with you. Um, for a different prediction, I think Chuck Leclerc wins the race. I think he's – I think it's just like Ferrari's 
been through enough. They've got a lot of the battle scars this year, and I think it's just time for them. Um, I think he's going to be on pole, and I think he's going to win the race from pole. Um, and then I think P2 is going to be Max, and I think P3 is going to be uh, Lando Norris. And I think there's just going to be a little bit of a scuffle um, with some cars early on. Uh, maybe like Lewis gets hit by Kevin Magnuson again, has to pit. Um, I just like, I kind of, would, I'm rooting a little bit here for some parody and I'm rooting for like Lando. I, I love Lando. I think he's like a funny dude. And I just like, think he's a really good driver and it sucks that he's stuck in that McLaren, but I, I'm just rooting that like something works out for him. Um, and he ends up on the podium this weekend in Mexico. But yeah, that's, that's what I got for you guys. I do think though that like, this is Lewis's race weekend like something in my bones makes me feel that this is his weekend yeah no i i I can definitely see that happening uh he's definitely been on a bit of a heater over the past few races so uh i can definitely see lewis finally putting it together on sunday and going for the race win yeah no i love that and um and you know the last thing we didn't talk about like connor moore the sketches guy i mean he's turning ah, yeah. into the frank caliendo the guy that does all the voices and everything Sam. i'm he's turning, so sick i'm so sick of that guy he's turning into the frank caliendo of formula one just like walking around the paddock and doing impressions and like giving that guy uh, off out of the paddock get, get him, him out of here out what, of is up, what was up with that i hate that guy i'm so sick of him what, like, it was, seriously, it though, was what's funny up? it was funny like eight years ago into the PGA tour guys, like before the masters. Yeah. That was the only time it was funny. It's not funny anymore. He's literally the Frank Caliendo of formula. One. And the sad thing is like, he's not going to go away. Despite I, feel like our... Steph- I feel like Stefano loves that guy. Oh, I Stefano mean, loves. I do. Guy. I do. But in Stefano's defense, like Stefano's never been like a big social media guy. So like, I think this is like, he's like becoming awake to some of these, these guys that are out there. I hate this guy. This guy irritates me to no end. I like him. His, his soccer impersonations, like the, the premier league impersonations are spot on. Yeah. All right. Hold on. I'll give him credit. They're good. He does a good job. And I'm glad that they're I'm like very short exhausted. clips. I'm exhausted of him. Like total wolf was doing in a, a one with him the other day where he was wearing a helmet, pretending to be George. And it was just like, all right, like, what are we doing? We know he's not George. Like, we know you guys are playing along with this bit. Like, why is Toto? Ah, uh, the guy irritates me to no See, end. Matt, Matt. I just have this seen is... too much of him. I, he's just everywhere. It's like everywhere. Just, take a breath, dude. Like, take a playoff. Like, guys. just take a, like a, a year off. This kind of plays into what I was talking about earlier about F1 becoming like too commercialized and too gimmicky. This is okay. definitely Liberty Media. Uh, an American influence coming in here where they're trying to make it, you know, more appealing for the internet crowd and uh, the Netflix generation that, that came into the sport because of drive to survive. And that's kind of, that's kind of the risk that we're running here with the American corporations coming into F1 in so far as like a a broadcasting sense, the American fans are great considering we are some of them. So don't get me wrong there. American fans, we definitely need more of those. But get the corporations out of here. We don't want these gimmicks. We don't want race weekends turn into circuses. We just want racing. That's it. I mean, I could use that. Bo- that Bozo guy, that Bozo impersonation guy, is a product of Liberty Media, man. 
Get Liberty Media out of here. You know what? Maybe we'll get some I, better camera hold angles. Hold on, Sam. Well, I might have to send you into the lab and come up with, uh, with a meme on this one. There's a clear relationship between Liberty Media, the gimmick guy, won't even say his name, the gimmick guy, Liberty Media, Daniel Ricardo, Gunther Steiner, and the flying drone cameras. And they're all uh, things we hate. And it's something to do. Like Liberty Media has like created a bunch of things that we hate on track. Gunther Steiner, I swear, they've like built him in a lab. He looks Liberty Media in a lab. has latched on to all the things that we talked about today that we dislike about Formula One. And it's not just us. I see on social media a lot of a lot of other Formula One fans bemoaning some of the uh, like, especially the camera angles on race weekends. Because like there will be a battle on track between you know some of the the guys fighting for the podium, and then it'll cut to back markers. Like, what is wrong with these guys in the camera booths? Who's picking this stuff? And like I said, we're not the only ones. A lot of people are noticing this. If you're listening to this podcast, on Liberty Media. Hell yeah, brother, fired up. I mean, I I think at the end of the day, like everyone's trying their best in this world, and like everyone's just trying to do a good job, but like. You know, we all love Formula One and like we're, we're expecting like a top tier product from a top tier sport. And if you can't deliver that, like, you know, we're always looking for more. And if you can't deliver that, then these are the fans right here. You know, we're, we're representing the fans and the fans don't this is, like this is the people's podcast. Yeah, we don't grind nine to five Monday through Friday to, you know, save up for Sunday morning and get a bunch of crap from Liberty Media. Yeah. Like yeah, if Bernie I see Eccleston one more back drone, at the home. If I need we to see one Bernie. more drone angle of like the dirt patch that those cars take off track to like bring drivers to and fro, like I'm gonna snap. Your use to snap. and fro is mega. I love that. To and fro. To Get and Bernie fro. Eccleston back in the sport. We need Bernie. To and fro. Speaking of Bernie, shout out to our boy Ernie. Ernie is going to coach Nicholas Latifi. Disappointed this weekend, couldn't join the pod. We'll, we're hoping to get him on next week. For those of you who are big Earn Dog fans, uh, we we miss him. He's been killing it out there. He coached Nick Latifi to his first points a couple weeks ago. Shout out Ernie, Earn Dog, you're the man. We love you, shout man. Shout out Ernie. Um, we're going to love you, Ernie. Looking to talk to you for to soon, guys. Final thoughts heading into Mexico. Uh, buenos noches. I'm buenos excited noches. to have some uh, have some fun. Might have a margarita on Sunday afternoon. Maybe some chips and salsa. Maybe a burrito or something. Um, but yeah, excited for it. Man, couldn't have said it better myself. I'm definitely going to indulge in like a taco or something along those lines. Uh, I really love this this circuit. Uh, definitely, like I said earlier, on my short list of venues that I want to visit. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm going to be savoring every moment of it on the television. Hell yeah, brother. Fire it up. Buenos nachos. Fire it up. Fire it up.